Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Wonderbly. Go to Wonderbly.com and enter your child's name for a full free preview of their personalized children's book. When you purchase the book, use our code BCPOD at checkout to get 15% off your order. And today's show is also sponsored by Stamps.com. Get your four-week trial by visiting Stamps.com and enter the code BADCHRISTIAN. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Let's do it. Three, two, one. I am 41 and I'm getting older and I will die soon. <laughs> it's the Bad Christian Podcast. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan that. I just, I just, every once in a while, I'd think about my own mortality right before we start. Right before we start, I would just think about my own mortality. And, and <laughs> was what? that was that a different clapping that Matt did? No, it was, was that a, no. <laughs> Well, here's why. I just feel awful. How's that? All right, my buddy John Peace calls me, mm-hmm. and he says, "I got two things I want to talk to you. We talk. We're, we've been friends for a long time. Really good, great dude. I love this guy. I think he's got a great family and everything. We talked about this probably. I mean, this is at least six months pushing. I don't know how long." Ago, uh, his mom went to a psychic, and he keeps <laughs> he keeps calling me. Uh, we, we talked for a long time, and then he called me back today, and he said, "Listen, I just got to tell you, I know we talked about this a long time ago, but my mom said, hey, I remember something, and it w- went into this big thing about how her brother, John's uncle, uh, supposedly g- having trouble in his marriage, and this psychic actually named the woman that he would soon marry and her job." Uh, and you know, John's like, I, there's no way possible that I saw my mom's notes. Her, his mom took notes about this. Am I making sense about what the psychic? Yeah, she said your. Said, bro- she told her that lady that yes, her brother's mother would, yeah. was having marriage trouble and would soon marry another woman, and and spoke her name and job. Yes, exactly. And I just immediately am just very skeptical. I've, I've done a little bit of reading and uh, about just the idea of what's uh, what's possible. Here, here's the thing about psychics they are i think have a really great skill and they are mm-hmm. they, they can read people uh they can maybe they can make people feel better comforted but i mean people go to psychics usually if your life's good you don't go to a psychic for real you might go for a joke or something like that but if you're you right. go to a psychic and they know that so you're starting looking for something there might be yeah. something wrong or you've met somebody died obviously yeah. or something bad happened and there's just a few things you can do and so Today, I went down the rabbit hole, and I've watched like three or four TED Talks about it, uh, looked up all this. James Randi, who's the guy that he offered $1 million to any psychic or a cult person, anything that can just show that it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can observe it, then they will get a million dollars. And he's mm-hmm. like, I mean, even if you think I'm an idiot and a dummy, you can sh- shut me up. Like, I mean, yep, do it. Right. Like, come on, all these big psychics and stuff. And it just, nobody's doing it, and it's not real. And it really is kind of preying on somebody in a... 
a compromising situation, uh, you know, like missing a loved one or, or needing something in their life, feeling empty and alone, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And then, of course, where does my brain go from that? That God's Prophets. not real or something, right? And and what? just what what is church? What is, yeah. I mean, what when people say stuff and you know they they do that, and so I just was, you think I of I pastors feel, as like fortune tellers in a way. No, but like I think they, they have a very a good. I think they have a very good skill, and they've observed enough people. I and I mean, I I mean, I said it. I don't. That's the thing. I don't necessarily think that all psychics are pure evil, but it is very strange. And James Randi said a bunch of really. <laughs> he went into homeopathy too, and just oh saying how it's yeah. just. All it was really. It, this was so hilarious. He took homeopathic sleeping pills, and mm-hmm. he took thirty-two of them on the TED at the TED Talk. He popped 32, and they said, if you overdose on this, call Poison Control immediately, all this stuff. He says, <laughs> he said, I've been doing it. this. He said, I just took 32 sleeping pills. He said, everybody said, because he's old. He's like in his yeah. 90s now. He's born in 1928. He said, uh, um, yeah, nobody worry. He said, I've been doing this for 10 years, and every talk I take these, and I'm trying to show you that we believe stuff. And then I went in and just, uh, and then just, I was looking at other people like the the creator of Skeptic Magazine. I don't know if you know him or Michael not. Michael Shermer. Matt. Michael Shermer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really awesome. Listen to his TED talk. Listen, there was a illusionist guy that was just. I mean, he was able. The illusionist guy was able to figure out this lady's ex boyfriend's name within like two minutes, mm-hmm. and she never said the name or anything. He just said, "Think of it now. Do this." And, and, and all, I mean, yeah, those whatever. illusionist people are amazing. Oh, they're just phenomenal, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. So someone, but and James Randi, the funniest one, he was like, "Isn't it strange? Like all these people, like even the Christian people or these people that religious, said, no psychic ever uh, talks to somebody that was in hell. They're always in heaven yeah, right. or something. You know what I mean? Like there's never. <laughs> you know, the what other, about the the hell people? Yeah, that's the because they're annihilated. Is, there's further proof yeah, for annihilation. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. How about this one then, Joey? Though everybody, when you do recall their past life and all that stuff, they were always like a king of a thing, or they were the <laughs> exactly. They, they that's what he like, said. A, a Babylonian princess. Yeah. I mean, here's where I thought Toby may be going with this, which, which, which <laughs> I could have gone a lot of ways. I'll give you this where my mind goes. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference, if any difference between someone like, and, and I don't know if Benny Hinn is the type of, of prayer prophetic ministry where he says things about people that he knows that they're thinking and stuff like that. But I know there's a lot of pastors like that. I think it's the same skill, but they're giving, um, credit to different things. Like Benny Hinn would say, you know, God has given me this stuff, whereas the psychic would say, yeah, just just read their mind. I have an ability. But I think they're very, very similar sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, it's just preying on people in a tough spot. I, I mean, like, seriously, like, I, well, I, I, when you I did want to believe I, you have, I think, right. the, I think what's the term for that would be, uh, uh, <sighs> What's that term? It's motivated reasoning, I suppose. Like you want yeah. something, and then it's easier to find. Right. Well, I, I listened to another TED Talk. I wish I would have wrote down these guys' names. If you just type in, uh, I think it's uh, just the it's something about the amazing brain or how the brain can deceive you or mm-hmm. we all want to believe. Check this out. Placebo effect? Y'all all heard the placebo effect, right? Yeah. You know, that it's just taking a sugar pill or something, right? Right. So a, if you take a white pill... That somebody gives you, it will have a, uh, there, it will show that the data will show that it actually does, something does happen and you do get a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, color that pill blue and stamp a letter on it. That pill does even more. Now, put that in a capsule form. That pill does even, even more, more. And, keep, keep, and wow. now, 
it, it and if you do the capsule form and do one in red and one in yellow, that pill does more. And then if you give somebody a syringe of some liquid, that one does the most, the most. and people are yeah, it's water. phenomenal yeah. because your brain <laughs> goes some, yes, yeah. and there is no pharmaceutical yeah. uh, benefit at all in there. It's literally just a sugar pill or something that mm-hmm. do, doesn't hurt your body or positive or negative, and your brain makes you get better. Mm-hmm. It makes Which you honestly, get better. it honestly makes you wonder: should we have some sort of system where we give everyone a placebo no, pill, well, like it, people? Okay, but because it does help. It yeah, does no, rearrange things in their brain. Let me t- look at it from a different angle. There, yes, it does help. I think we talked about that before when we were talking about depression and stuff like that. Now, I'm just gonna give you some th- look. These things point in the direction of your mind matters and how you think, and it gets a little weird out there because we don't have the best way to, to measure that stuff and the evidence, but it's not the physiological part. It's the mental part that we don't have that great of research and science and evidence on what actually happens in your brain. But we still have these measurable things that happen here. So I think this the telling people you want to give them all placebos is like a half measure versus training people how to use their own minds, cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy and such, yeah. to do that now it lends even more credibility to the notion that i have that i with my brain keep myself from getting sick is that is that not possible then does that not sound more possible when i say make that claim toby in light of that evidence that it's since it's obviously mental and i believe that i have the effect of quashing my sickness without even taking that pill that's what my brain is able to do so I, I get mean, I the think, placebo effect and right. then some because that's that's how I use my brain. That's a great example I, of, the, of the way it feels to me. I think possibly if you really think of the supernatural and the science as one and the same, if this is just theory, but what if in heaven, sure, you could call it a resurrected body, but what it was is more our brains operating 100% their capacity, kind of like that movie Lucy, mm-hmm. and we can constantly heal ourselves. Well, we can constantly uh, give ourselves. Please go take a voice placebo, but and then come back to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, what in the hell happened? What happened to your voice? It, it sounds uh, you start smoking again. <laughs> what in the world sick. happened? I'm I mean, sick. goodness gracious, just, a professional. What if it? What if in heaven? <laughs> We, oh my God! Hey, everybody! Turn, <laughs> you turn into Fat Albert. It's unbelievable. Hey, 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 hey. It's unbelievable. But here's what I was thinking, uh, Matt. Going off of what you're saying, and Joey, maybe even what you're saying too. That is something I do want to believe in. Like our brain is so amazing and so far more complicated than we've ever even imagined. That maybe some of this mystical stuff that we always think might actually not be so mystical right. it's just we're barely tapping into it or exactly. realizing how strong we are like right. I, I mean it, it is crazy like we're we are in uh, did y'all listen to uh it's bizarre the where the time and age we live in did y'all listen to joe rogan tom DeLong on there talking yeah, about to the ridiculous. stars yeah isn't that wild it's so, stuff so, like right uh, so frustrating I, I, to listen to that thing that i know like, i was sitting there and i was like this is podcast. this feels like just i know and it just felt like once again it felt like a shyster not totally understanding it like i don't think I don't think Tom DeLonge thinks he's deceiving everybody or is evil mm-hmm, or bad. Mm-hmm. I think he actually thinks I'm helping the world and doing all this stuff, but it's very bizarre. I've got For a those pretty of you good don't read know, he, on that, on he, what's well, going on. Well, hold on. Yeah, okay. Well, let, let's take that read. Uh, but 
basically, go. I'd go listen to the Joe Rogan episode. Tom DeLong from Blink-182 started a company now. It's called To The Stars, and he says he's meeting with all these ex-FBI or CIA and military people and that they know things that we he can't quite say and that there's all this stuff. But some of the stuff he said is going to prove to be true. That, that's the thing that's, that weirded me out the most. I was listening to it. I was like, this is so goofy and silly or whatever. But that's how the world works, and then we all latch onto that. Like, uh, like if you... If you throw a bunch of quarters out onto the ground, that it'll probably end up being about 50-50, right? Like, you'll, you'll get some heads. Like, if you say, yeah. hey, I'm going to get, you know, if you throw out, whatever, 20, 25 quarters on the ground, you could say, you know what, I'm, I bet I'll at least get 15 heads. And you mm-hmm. probably have a great shot of doing that. So if you say some stuff like there's uh, a time warp dimension thing or, you know, that there are aliens, like just right. saying that, uh, you might get really proven true. And then we will all go, uh, I mean, the problem is then you go, well, it's true. Well, the psychic the lady said all the bad that, that's the problem with the psychic. Yeah, they're, they're hard. They're hard to disprove, but the claim itself has no evidence. But the disproval is also not possible. Therefore, they right. can camp out in the. There's no disproving the one about prove. There's not aliens. Then okay, right. right. You know that's not easy well, to do. So you can claim that there's aliens, and it's hard to disprove that. But the claim, you know, that's the whole thing about the the claim. The evidence being on the person making yeah. the claim. I, I I wrote Tom DeLong to see if he'd come on our podcast. I doubt he will, uh, but I was just, I, I thought that'd be really cool. But here's the problem with it, and this is where I'm seeing more and more science actually keeps tabs on how often you're wrong, so so mm-hmm. it, you actually get real information, right? Mm-hmm. The psychic, the Tom DeLong, the, there, there's, there's no, no data on how often they're That's wrong. Right. So they could be wrong 99 times, right. but one time with the with the and the percentages are really good for that. You're gonna be right. Hey, did you have a uh, there's a woman in your life, and uh, I think her name started with uh, maybe an S. Did, was there a woman in your life, mm-hmm. Matt, that that started with an S? Yeah, definitely. That, that was yeah, kind of important, right? That yeah. girlfriend that I had, remember? You remember? Oh yeah, Shauna. Oh man, yeah, man. That was a, a trying time for you, right? And I, I'm hearing well, your aunt. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, you know, yeah, actually, that was right around the time that my aunt did get sick. I, I mean, right? Wait, which aunt? Well, oh, psychic I mean, one. Which I, of my I, I, six aunts was it? I don't want to embarrass you. It's the just, one you love the most, obviously. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, you just keep going. Like, if I kept going, that you can do all of those. You can just keep doing stuff mm. like. That. And like, for example, that was the other thing that James Randy said. I died laughing. He's like, "Why are all these dead people?" They can only say my name starts with S. Yeah. <laughs> like they can't say I'm Sheila. Yeah. Get the fuck out of that house. It's going to burn down three weeks from now. That, that, that. never happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? You well, don't get the any one thing real that, info. That you said if you if you only had to be right one out of a hundred times. Now here's the trick, all you shysters out there. Listen, all you got to do is make sure you're hiding and sliding the ni- the other 99. So you you're just barely floating them out there. You're not making some bold claim 99 times and then getting right one time. That would stick out. So what they're doing is reading your facial expression as they are saying a sentence right. and they see if you're leaning in, if your pupils are dilating. They're doing all this body language reading yep. and if they if you're not latching on to what they're saying, they move off. So that so they may have already suggested to you 99 right. things before you realize that they suggested anything. You know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. covering the, the attempts that, that wind up being wrong by sliding through, you know, ambiguously. So that's the way it is. 100%. And then you're set up just to notice the thing that wins, which these things are, you know, homeopathies that way, uh, chiropractors are that way, uh, essential oils are that way, all this stuff's that way. I know that makes everybody mad, those things I said, but that's, they all operate in that realm. And if you listen to the way the practitioners of those types of things do, and many, many, many other things, they've got a lot in common. And one thing they don't have in common is, you know, statistical evidence of anything. 
I, that, that doesn't exist that's what in scares any of those me. types of fields. Now, the, the next step that everybody's going to say is, well, you guys believe in a resurrected man yep. that is right your on. God. Yep. Where right the on. hell did y'all get that from? Y'all I don't think expect y'all anybody to believe it, or I'm not, ain't, right. I ain't selling it. All right. Yes, I am excited about this one. You know, back in the day when I was a little kid, one of my prized possessions was a book, a children's book with my name in it as a character, and it was customized to have my name as a character, my brother's name as I loved when my mom and dad read me those books, and now I am doing the same for my children. Now, here's what's cool is last year I went online to research how to get a whole customized book for your child, and I stumbled upon wonderbly.com, ordered a book, and last Christmas my kids were reading books with their names in there as characters, and here we are advertising for these guys. I love it. So uh, here's here's a little bit about Wonderbly. They offer a -a one-of-a-kind personalized book that can be made by you in minutes online. It's made by you for your child. The book literally doesn't exist until you press the button. They make wonderful gifts for Christmas, baby showers, birthdays. I mean, just think about it, just for anything. For a random gift, you you got straight A's. Here's a book with your, uh, you're a character in this book. I mean, check this out. There is a book called The Golden Ticket in collaboration with Ronald Dahl, a new personalized book fresh from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Come on, man. Everybody loves that movie. Imagine being able to be in it. So this is honestly a perfect Christmas gift. My mom, uh, my wife and I, we actually have a tradition to where we give our kids a book on Christmas Eve to kind of wet their appetite a little bit. So go to wonderbly.com. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-B-L-Y.com and enter your little one's name for a full free preview of their story. Enter code BCPOD at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, visit www.wonderbly.com today. Now, Toby, what 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 is uh, why does this bother you so much? Well, I guess today, just because like my friend John is really cool, I think his mom's a really sweet lady, and I think it just takes your mind off something and gives you some kind of false hope, and it costs you a lot of money. Like like one of the guy ladies that James Randy said, she does a she has a two year waiting list, and her she gives you a twenty minute phone call, and it's seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Seven hundred, which is more than a lawyer makes. People say, by the way, that shit. Yeah, yes, they yeah. do. And then, uh, and then, what she tells you is something like your uh, your guardian angels' names, and then your name in your past life, and who you were in your past life in twenty minutes. And then she's gone. She's got your seven hundred bucks, and those people past lives are and hilarious. That, and that is exactly the same thing. I guess what I really got bummed out is I feel like that's the exact same thing that the prosperity gospel does for people. It says, hey. Come here, support, give your money to God, this, this, and your life will get better. And I feel like it actually makes people not grow or get better or stronger. They, they're believing in some miracle mm-hmm. elixir, well, uh, elixir vague, that vague makes God you heal. Vague God Satan will take care of that. You go nine, you know, you, you go through a hundred events, and the ones that are good, that's because of God, and the ones that are bad, that's because of Satan. I mean, there, there's there's right. a basic foundation for for that right there. Like if you're going to go that simple with it, and te- I mean, I don't know. That's what you're suggesting there is that the that it's like it's 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 the same thing as a psychic but only to a mass group of people instead of individual it's like yes you just introduce to them and then let them latch on to what they're going to want and then they're going to think that it was you did had something to do with with it you know the oh, association oh, I mean, the, was you're the, the knowledgeable one 
and you know the gatekeeper too and all those things I mean, there really is something. That's the thing that makes me bummed out is these people have a real skill and talent, but it is applied to this weird spiritual thing that is more than mm-hmm. you and that you should devote yourself to in a way or something like that. Like that, that, that is, I guess, the thing that seems a little dangerous or misleading at least about it. And it bums me out is that, I mean, that's exactly what a pastor does on Sunday morning with his sermon. He's going to say something on Sunday morning. Shut up, man. That's not it, true. Joey, you and I've preached a sermon before. You and I both have used some of these, uh, uh, let's see, I guess, ways of speaking and talking where you know this joke's going to hit people because there's a little truth to it, and then you know you're going to move into this. Has this ever happened to y'all? Oh, yeah, it happened to me. Oh, my God. My, me and my wife got in an argument yesterday about mm-hmm. finances. Right. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. He nailed that. I need, how many times have you heard, I needed to hear that sermon today? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's... Well, you that, think that, that's, you know, that's because could, it was specifically for that person? Well, if you ran the I mean, numbers, it, you would know what works in that way and what doesn't and then what percentage of sermons are preached on x topic y topic z topic because you right. know, it's like it's like doing the good I mean, right we're in this age of information where it's really crazy that there's more and more stuff that's going to be revolutionized when people get the hang of it but it's like google adwords like uh seo people and stuff do where they search how many times is uh whatever I, i'm not a, i'm no longer a christian or is masturbation wrong whatever it right. is those things is very available data. What the whole human race, what they're curious about, is available on Google. You anybody can do it. How many times right. is this searched? Oh, two hundred forty-six thousand versus. Um, what about this passage in Leviticus? Is searched that's obscure. None. It's never searched. Nobody cares. Nobody preaches about it. You know what I mean? Right. It's just. I th- I'll tell you the, the what. Data I think is, is out there to know, and then it's that's a, then you have this thing where you're kind of playing from a, you know, power position of power. That's what marketing mostly is. What I think is crazy about all this is like in the cultures that I grew up in as a kid where people were so freaked out about demonic spirits and Dungeons and Dragons yep. and Ouija boards and all that, like you you don't step foot in some sort of a psychic's uh, business or anything because mm-hmm. evil spirits could attach themselves to you right. or you know you could really have something messed up, but... If someone is claiming Jesus and doing basically the exact same thing, they don't bat an eye. They just believe them. I mean, so why why couldn't you have a psychic that was using the devil's uh, powers but actually saying Jesus? You know, it's just I, so crazy. It's funny say, you bring that oh, up. Oh, yes. they said Jesus? Okay, well, then let's get prayer from them. I thought what would be amazing is if us three said, okay, we're going out on a limb for our God and Savior. We will give a million dollars to that church if they can prove that oil's coming out of the Bible. <laughs> I'll give you a million dollars to give to the world. Here's a million dollars. You don't get it. It goes immediately to charity. It goes to cancer research, whatever. You don't get that money, but we'll, here's a million dollars from Bad Christian. I don't we have it, so we can't actually say testing it. thing, like a third party uh, yeah, independent. Yeah, let's, just let it. it be tested. Just, just you know, general scientific uh, study here on how this works. And then, I mean, because this is what... It, does nobody understand? Like, that's why, of course, uh, well, you were talking about essential oils. That's a hot topic. Uh, vaccines, those are all hot topics. I can understand what people, are, where they're coming from with those things, but there should be real data on stuff. And so why would people be so adverse to real data? And yeah. that, and the reason why 
It's because we all want hope. We all we all mm-hmm. are missing something, and we need it. And so, I, like I also, feel that the with, with effect Jesus, is real. So go ahead. Yes, and it does with, work. With the, yeah. Like look, okay, I'll put it this way. Yeah, I knock essential oils because the claims made are egregious. They're silly and they're not supported. But right. they smell good, and there can be good things about it. Fine, one hundred percent. I got them in my, I told my, in my house. Uh, wife get get this one that I like that smell good. I said, get it. I mean, we don't. I don't think we even have it, but you know, whatever. And then my wife goes to the chiropractor, which I think is largely garbage. Largely garbage is what I think it yep. is. Um, partially, okay, and if it, I think there's a placebo effect there. And I tell her, I said, look, if you really feel better afterwards and you like it and that contact and what that is, then go, just go ahead. I mean, that's what, we, you know, you're paying for it. You have some insurance. Feel free, I guess. But don't let the guy talk you into anything with words. Just let him do the thing, and if it feels better and you feel better about it. Like some people like massages where they're really rough and it hurts them because they feel like they're yeah. working out the toxins. What's well, nonsense, but, but if you like a hard <laughs> massage, go ahead. Like that's fine. If that feels better right. to you and you like it and you engage with it, even if you believe that there's toxins, you're probably getting the placebo effect. But that's not how toxins come out of your muscles when somebody digs their thumb into it. And you don't uh, reflexology somebody's under their uh, pinky toe and it helps uh, cleanse their liver. I mean, that stuff's nonsense, of course. But if it feels good to get a foot massage, go for it. I went to the chiropractor oh, one yeah. time because my back was hurting and my wife goes. And the freaking lady, she just... <clears throat> supposed to be like who knows what they think but they don't she didn't really do anything but stand there and talk to me for a while she goes so and it sounds like a fortune teller she goes hmm (laughs) she did some test on me she goes it doesn't look like your body's even on the left side and the right side like she's now she's real curious she's like have you ever had any trauma and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about she goes i don't know um car accident have you ever been in a car accident well, everybody's been in some type of, of car accident. And so I'm like, well, I mean, this, this is, you know, I, I can tell she's, just, I mean, with no basis for anything. She's just fishing, obviously, to me. Um, and so I didn't go along with anything she said. Like, I was like, well, I mean, I guess uh, this, I mean, but that, I don't think, you know, I would, I wouldn't challenge her outright, but I didn't confirm anything for her. And then eventually she got to, she found the source of my problem. She said, what do you do for a living? I said, I play music. She says, Hmm. What do you do? What do you play? I say I play guitar. She goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you wear you wear a guitar strap. She says your guitar heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just down. <laughs> no the way. Anyway, it's like it's, I was like, if you tell you tell me what's wrong, then like analyze me, use your machine, do whatever, and you tell me what's wrong. Not not fish for what the cause was that I'm gonna emotionally identify with, and then go. Can you we work on? I mean, it's nonsense, but. Whatever. So, you know, that's what, it's the same thing yeah, as fortune telling. There's chiropractors out there. Yeah. And what the, the thing is, is you, it's just like an illusionist. Uh, they uh, make you avoid what they, they make you look the opposite ways, misdirection. Right. You know, exactly. if they don't want you to look at their right hand, they're not looking at it. They're looking at their left hand. They're showing you their left hand. They're waving their left hand around. You're not looking at Like, that's right. what it is. The left that hand lady, is, by the way, yeah. feelings, and the right hand yeah. is facts, by the way. They want right. you thinking emotionally, yeah. not one hundred. No, no doctor wants yeah. you to wants to talk about your past. They yes. they just want to focus on the thing, the object, the diagnosis, the yeah. amounts, the milligrams, the physical therapy, what you do forward, your diet, your exercise. You know, 
So wellness is good, and some chiropractors are into wellness, but you yeah. know they're more about the ambiguous because then they have a customer yeah. that's going to keep coming to them for six years, twice a week. Oh, one hundred percent. I believe in physical therapy too, and and I, that's what I'm saying. Like it, there is a placebo effect, probably for your wife, yeah, for Bridget. She, goes, she gets a I placebo effect for that, or, or whatever that might be. But that that's the thing. Like that lady was able to talk to you. And get out valuable information that was about you, which reinforces uh, that obviously you do have pain, and you're trying to figure out an answer. And you go, "Wait a minute, I do play guitar." Like if you're the right, right, m- if you're in the right mental state, of course you'll believe in it because you do play guitar. You jump around on stage, and that might have caused some troubles. So I'm not even saying that she's completely 100 off, no matter what. But the the diagnosis there almost it. it Basically, what it entails is she has answers. Go back, go back, go back. I'm to gonna her po- yeah. It's just like I'm gonna crack your knuckles. Go back That's, to the psychic. Go back to the whatever yeah. this guy's telling you about getting that pool and that new car and that new job yeah. on Sunday mornings. Like all those well, things are right there. One thing that I don't do a good job. <laughs> your voice is too funny. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I mean just now, not talk. Now, I don't mind. No, no, no. no I want okay. you to talk. I well, love. It. I think it's adorable, actually. But that's what I'm saying. Like your body even is letting you down on your job. Yeah. Like the one <laughs> thing you need is your voice, and Toby, your body's I, like, ah, screw it. Toby, I pieced out on second service response time. I just gave up. I said, <laughs> "Sorry, Robbie, you do it," and I walked off the stage <laughs> because oh, your gosh. voice is so bad. It was just horrible. Like, it was bothering me, man. (laughs) But one thing I'm not able to do that well, I actually interviewed a guy on all of this stuff. He's in the medical profession. He has some really good thoughts on vaccines and prescription drugs and all that stuff. And, like, for example, Matt, you're really good at this. Toby, you are too. But he was just like, you know, with vaccines causing autism, for instance, he said there's two major variables in place. One of them we don't pay any attention to, and obviously the anti-vaccine people don't want us to, and that is, well, in recent years, we've really paid attention to autism. Like, we've calculated all the autism, uh, autistic people, where back in the day, we didn't have yeah, really any of sort of research. We weren't identifying those people and um, those sorts of common sense stuff that, I guess, peop- that's not good for people that want to be anti-vaccines. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's I- nothing to any of that. I mean, the thing, the problem I have with vaccines is they're real diseases like whooping cough. I've said this before on here. Like when we were in Seattle, so many people were stopping giving the whooping cough uh, vaccine and whooping cough came back. So I understand the idea that maybe there's a, you know, people say there's aluminum in vaccines. There's this. What are you injecting your kid with? I understand your fears and I want to protect our kids and I want there to be research and all that stuff. But no matter what, if if you don't take vaccines, diseases come back. I mean, the ones that kill you, kill your kid. It's really scary and dangerous. I mean, those things are real and bad. Here, here's one thing that I, I found this article. It's on exemplor.com. Uh, and I just wanted to say it too. It's 15 things, uh, fake psychics say. And it goes on to talk about all these, uh, like some of the things that they hit on, uh, your troubles come from a previous life, and, and for money, I can fix that. Like, give me the money, I can help you figure out your past life. Uh, I uh, I guarantee you'll get your ex back, or I sense a dead person trying to contact you. They say these weird things, but mm-hmm. here, this is who they prey upon. Uh, this this uh, guy named Mark Edward, uh, a former phone psychiatrist and author of Psychic Blues in ABC's news interview, discussed how he handled his callers. He began by asking questions. I asked for their name and birthday, and if they had a specific question, at $3.99, $3, $4 a minute, they want a quick quick answer, but he, start, he goes into asking them more about themselves, and people love talking about themselves and being 
heard, which I understand, which makes me sad. That's part of the reason these people are preyed upon because they don't get listened to or heard. Yep. And it's finally, even at $4 a minute, it's nice to have somebody listen to you. But he said, these traits make a person vulnerable. This guy who was a psychic hotline guy, uh-huh. the first one he said, being female. <laughs> now, how about this? Do you know that way more women believe in God and just take Christianity. There's way more women who are uh, believing a deity and a God and within Christianity. And so when you make fun of Christianity, you oftentimes are making fun of women. You're making, you really are. I mean, that, that is a big That's demographic funny. there. But also, it, it shows you maybe they're connected in a way or emotional uh, feeling uh, stuff a little bit more in their head maybe than men sometimes. Uh, age 21 to 60, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Uh, going through a loss, problems with love, problems with finances, divorced, living with relatives or friends because of necessity, displaced from their home country, thinking they have a strong, thinking they have to be strong for other people, unhappy with their work situation, lonely, feeling unattractive, dependent on others, feeling helpless. All those people are very susceptible and obviously it's very clear why they're looking for something and wanting something to to be there for them. They're wanting hope because they feel empty and lonely. And rather than real ways that could improve their life and, uh, you know, a a real uh, uh, health, like eating better, working out, facing your problems, not procrastinating. There's real things you can do to change your life and add some discipline or whatever it might be. Read more, get out more, give more, all these things. I feel like this is offering hope that's just about you to make your life better. And I just don't think that works. That's the thing. Joey, and you might, I don't know if you agree with this or not. Like, do you feel like ever, I don't know if you want to answer this question, that you've had to peddle hope and you didn't feel like you should? Like, did you, not, not because, let me clear, clarify this too, not because the church made you, not because anybody said, hey, if you don't peddle hope right now or say, you know, things are going to get better, this, this, and this will fire you, nothing like that. It's all for the sake of good and to help people. But do you, have you ever felt like, gosh, I just want to be real in a moment? Does that make sense even? Is that a, does that question make sense? I guess I think that I push the envelope sometimes in the opposite direction of hope, but it's like the the very nature of hope, though, you can push it to its limits as long as you acknowledge that this is this is hope. This isn't like a guarantee. I mean, I think the whole nature of hope is I hope, you know, yeah, I hope is right. <laughs> yeah. right. Like, I, I don't see I don't see hope as in like this concrete oh yeah we're we're guaranteed because of of this hey everything's going to be okay it's more of a hopefulness which i think is something that people do mistreat for sure okay this time of year you guys have a big to-do list i'm sure and every all the time you spend and all the energy run are critical if you're going to get everything done by the holiday so probably says go to the bank get the grocery store get this go to the post office make sure to pick up some turkey and some sausage okay Here's one that we can eliminate, and that's going to the post office. We can do that with stamps.com because stamps.com will help you save time and money this holiday season. And so, you know, who has time to go to the post office? Leave that one off your list. It'll be busy with people sending holiday cards and gifts. So do what I do. Use stamps.com instead. I've been a stamps.com user for about four years now that I've been using the service long before they were sponsored. We use it to send stuff from Bad Christian. It's a great 
service. It saves us time and money and can do the same for you, whether you're a business or an individual. It brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, and any class of mail using your own computer and printer, and the mailman will just pick it up. It's that easy. So Stamps.com makes it easy. They'll even send you a digital scale and automatically calculate the exact postage you need. Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail every time. You can print postage any day, any time. Stamps.com is always open. I use Stamps.com because it's easy, saves me money, and it's kind of fun, to be honest. And right now, you can too. You can enjoy Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. So go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Bad Christian. That's Stamps.com. Enter Bad Christian. Well, here's the thing that I keep going back to is when you, if you are literally, like this guy just said, talking about um, the people that are most vulnerable to this stuff. Yeah. The reason they're vulnerable is because they are missing something and need something. And that's oftentimes when we go to church. Yeah. We, we are, those exact same things that I listed off divorced, lonely, financial trouble, all of those things. Like I've heard you and I both say, man, we just are happy that, that uh we the doors are open on Sunday morning for somebody that needs it. Like right. you know what I mean? Like like we always lean that way because emotionally that feels good to you and I. I feel good when I go, holy crap, that person really down on their luck, real bad situation in life, whatever it might be, and we are able to be there for them and help them through that. And but and think- so and so that it keeps perpetuating and getting more and more to where eventually it's this idea that we always do and that's what it's about, as opposed to I don't know if we do long-term stuff. So for example, the person that comes in on church, and you, you and I have talked about this before, how often do, do churches, uh, some, they list how many people got saved that month or that year, right? But fast forward four years from then, where are those people that got saved? Are they still saved? Are they still in church? Like I feel like we lose, it's all about the moment and the joy and that hope feeling because it feels really good. I don't know if, if that really does help you in your life. I don't know if it does. But I, I think the... Uh... I think what you're talking about, though, is I can always feel confident about saying, yeah, we have a a place for people to come to because even if God doesn't exist, which I believe that he does, but even if he doesn't, don't you believe in the power of people and just community And, and the fact that the church not only represents God, but it represents at least what is supposed to be wide open doors for community. Like you can show up somewhere and the expectation is I can be here and I can be around these people and I can either I can even walk up to someone and say, "Hey, I'm really having a hard time. I need help." You know, if people are okay, Yeah, but that's just because it feels good. And you're just focusing on those people. What about all the people whose life's pretty good? They're doing good. They're great. You know, I mean, like it, that it me it I didn't ends know up, you're talking about that. I thought you were talking about I know, about but that's people. what no. But that's what I'm saying. We don't talk about the other. Nobody does. Nobody. I mean, wh- why are the people that have their shit together and life's great and all that stuff? Why aren't our hearts breaking for them? Like why? Oh, because they're not as sad or they're not as like. That's what I'm saying. The reason why you focus on the person, the lady that just lost her husband and has two kids, is because that hurts and you feel it and it's emotional. And if there's any kind of relief, we feel like there's a win. But we don't focus on the people that have their shit together and are doing good and healthy and all that stuff because what are we doing for them? There's not. I mean, yeah, they're coming. I, I mean, you could just go so many places with this. Like, is isn't? Don't we encourage people to say, 
hey, you're part of the church. You need to be actively helping people. You're not always a victim here. Like, get up out of your seat and 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 do something. Oh, that, so, I don't think I don't think the church really empowers people that well to do that. I, I that's me just being super negative. I I don't think the church. I think I think for the most part, we build all of our stories and our narrative on the broken the downtrodden, the hurt, the lonely. And then that's what, those are feel good stories, which you get to tell the people who are going to, you know, pay the bills and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't really think, I mean, the reason why you and I have both said, man, I'm just glad we have a place where somebody can come on Sunday morning is because that feels good. You and I have not said, man, I'm just glad we have a place where, uh, we really uh, educate people on Jesus Christ. I'm just so glad about that. I mean, we, we might think about that or that sounds okay, but the truth is that isn't near, Say, man, wow, we really learned about Thessalonians today. Does not sound near as good as, oh my gosh, there was a man that came in who was an alcoholic, has lost his family, and we prayed with him, and he feels like he's ready to make a change, and we just can't believe it. We're actually able to get him an apartment, and all that, like, all that of course, is good. That's yeah. wonderful. I'm glad stuff like that can happen, but that's where it pulls at our heartstrings, and it makes us want to come back and think we're doing something as opposed to just the reality is reality like that that the reality isn't as fun or as emotional or as exciting oh man yeah i see where you're coming from oh man (laughs) okay i just think which which story do you like better man when when i think hold on when i think of church i think of community and how important it is for everybody to have it the people whose lives are going super well because it kind of keep. I mean, I'm just throwing reasons out there. It kind of keeps you grounded in realizing, hey, there's other things going on in this world that maybe you can pay attention to. It all community is important for people that are going through super difficult times, so that they have other people that can kind of help them out. Community is important for everybody because we just learn from each other. So, you know, I agree with you though. I do think that there are churches that really hold on to uh, those those stories of big time life change and all that. And they kind of point to that as like the standard and all that. No, but But, you know, that's, that's the norm. That is the norm. Those people they're bringing up, like how many people this, this year, uh, for Seacoast or whatever has, um, come up and talked about, uh, redemption and healing in their life as opposed to people that go, yeah, my life's really good. I'm just, I'm really glad that things are going well. Like you don't, nobody comes up on stage and talks about that. Anybody that you have on stage or a story that you want to tell about a person or whatever always involves they used to be this way and now they're this way because God or I mean yeah but don't not, you don't you think it's easy for the church to and I'm not making excuses for them but don't you think it's easy for the church to think along the lines of okay when we gather together on Sunday mornings we know there's a lot of hurting people out there so we need to share stories that kind of help them out. I'm not saying. Uh, I no, just, but that, why do we always? That's what I'm saying. The reason you start there is the same as the psychic or anything, because of course people are hurting. All three of us could say something that's really devastating about our life right now, or maybe and, read and, most of Jesus's teachings, and that's what he talked about a lot too. I mean, I just I don't think like I think you and I agree a lot on this principle, but I don't think it's this crazy, mysterious. Where in the world is the church coming from? When they meet, no. they talk about hurting people. No, oh, it's not mysterious. Yeah, no, no, did. no, Joey, you're missing the point. It's not mysterious. It's intended. The reason you talk about broken people and hurting people is because that's what hits everybody in their heart and gets them to get out their. Or wallets. it's what Jesus did. 
Or no, what Jesus did. No, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't go, hey, man, this, I mean, he, he actually empowered people and sent people out and to do stuff. And sure. he, he, he didn't necessarily focus on the people. In fact, when uh, yes, a, lady got, a, a lady got healed by him, he said, who touched me? Yeah, it's like, hey, what in the world's going on? Like, I mean, that Jesus had a lot just more than read, just read the, the Beatitudes. He's he's talking about all of the people that down. Read, read where he made the wine, water into sure. wine. Maybe, uh, read I, where I he tore that, down. A, what does that mean? Well, I'm just saying you're just picking and choosing the ones that validate your point. But my point no. is, there's plenty of Jesus that wasn't about what you're saying. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of stuff that wasn't about the broke. Of course, I'm saying the central teachings of Jesus is that this world is broken and people are hurting, and I came to make a way. I mean, he said, "In this world, you will have trouble." He didn't say in this world you're gonna have yeah, a and then he, and then he said let's focus on it and make sure we come back every week and talk about it. No, I, he didn't. Like he said, said you're gonna have trouble. Like, let's move on. Like I said, I think you and I disagree uh, more, but I don't think it's crazy for the church to concentrate on right. Okay, so we agree. It's intended, and that's what helps you keep the thing going. Like it seems like it's this big, humongous victim building. It's what it feels like to me. I definitely like, don't er, er, think that's overt. What do you mean? I don't think that that's like intentionally done to keep people uh, in a needy place. No. Well, that's everything's that way though. That's the thing. That's the problem I'm having so bad with everybody right now is it's not that anybody who's doing something weird is intentionally like this. It's like everybody feels like the whole world is filled with psychopaths that have these super long calculated (laughs) lies that fake Bible this and preacher this. Right, that's not what I'm saying. Political this. And it's not like that. It's like, for instance, politicians are horrible. They're horrible to some high degree. And guess what? So am I. And if I were a politician, I would be exactly the same as them. That's the point. The point is, if you become a person in power, you are changed by it. You are changed by it. And you don't even necessarily have access to what's going on in your brain that's causing you to feel and think. It's not these elaborate uh, manipulations that there's all these masterminds out there doing. That's not how any of this stuff works. That's why even conspiracies aren't even right because it's just the way stuff goes with people that they're even largely unaware of. But nonetheless, that these are the patterns that emerge statistically. Right. Well, well yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think Joey thinks I'm saying uh, it's churches are evil and negative right. as and if awful you, because right. as if it's right. calculating they have some backroom meeting where they right. say we're going to do this this and this it's going right. to guess this this and no it just works and just like any part of your personality or it anything works. you do in your whole damn life if it's working you keep going and you get a little better at it and you don't know right. why and you don't know what you're doing nobody knows what the fuck they're doing that's the point yeah. of the whole world like nobody knows what they're doing you're giving way too much credit to people when you do that. It's just like, I mean, well, I did I this, and I got how a little about response. I'm going to keep going. Here's That's I, all anybody's ever doing. J- Joey, th- I agree with your point. For example, with Emory lyrics, I wrote hey, Toby, about I need to tell you something real quick. I love you very much. I don't believe it. You're just saying no. that to try and get me to give you money like you always ask. You text me after every show. Hey, church ain't going so good. Can We, we need a new organ. <laughs> um, no. Just like with Emory, I wrote lyrics that were hit emotional chords, broken heart, that stuff, and I made a living off of doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand. I'm not saying these yeah. people. I think, Joe, you might be thinking I'm saying that a pastor, when he talks about broken people, 
uh, is evil and bad and intentionally hurting people. I'm saying it is intentional, though, when you see a broken person and then everybody gets excited and gives money and then it, it <laughs> intentionally gets excited about the brokenness. Yeah, because then you start exactly. giving your money and you're. Um, I mean, look at anytime there's some serious disaster or something. You, everybody, I mean, churches send their everything they can, do all this stuff as a, a poor outpouring of love and prayer and money and all that stuff. I mean, those things hit your heartstrings, and so of course you would want to get that high again. You'd want to get that feeling and you want to do that. And so, and yes, it works. And so that's what it helps people bond together. That's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily awful or bad. My point is, I don't know if it always is the best practice. Like I don't, I think once again, I feel like it keeps people in their brokenness, in their sadness, being the victim and not being able to move forward necessarily. Let me give you another uh, perspective. Not always, but sometimes. So uh, we have a house church on Sunday nights. Last oh, night, oh God, all, how often are you gonna talk about it? Good Lord, oh, it's apparently the greatest church in the history of the world that you oh. hit. You're the head of it. Are you the head of it? Nope, I am not. So last <laughs> night, basic, basically, we had a bunch of friends over. You know, we in, invited buddies. We had a big dinner, mm-hmm. and that's all we did. All we did was hang out, eat, get drunk. Kids got, yeah, some, I don't think anybody got drunk. Maybe people got a little no, tipsy. Right. You were definitely drunk. You called me crying. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, though, is we gathered just for fun last night. It was a gathering. Yeah, it was a gathering. Now, other weeks where we actually get together and talk, mm-hmm. almost every single time we end up talking some about some shit that someone's going through. No way. And hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What? You got to be shitting me right now. These people are not a part of the type of church that you talk about where people are kept in a painful place. These people want to be in a church where they're actively doing something, giving money that helps people. They are doing things constantly to help people in their community, but it should make sense that the one time a week where we all get together and talk... That's an opportunity for someone to say, hey, me and her, our marriage is pretty much on the rocks. We don't know what to do. Or, man, yeah. we're going through some you know, bad financial times. Now, are there times when we get together and no bad stuff comes up? Yes, yeah. but it's because we all decided, hey, let's not talk about the shit that's going on in our lives right yeah. now. Let's actually talk about something else. Yeah. But humanity is marked with struggle. Jesus is the hope for that. I do think the church can talk about it a little bit differently, and I agree. Like I said, I think we agree more than we don't, but what I don't agree with you guys is that it seems like y'all minimize the the whole humans suffer all the time sort of thing. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. First of all, I don't know. I think this is largely Toby, but secondly... (laughs) <laughs> okay, this is another thing that's driving me crazy about human beings is yeah. if there's a possibility that something is overdone, okay? I think about yeah. over, the word overrated, overdone, slightly uh, exaggerated. Now, once somebody identifies something that could be overdone or exaggerated and then tries to bring it back towards the middle, which should be healthy, by the way, yeah. then whoever that threatens or gets defensive acts as if 
that person wants the total opposite to the highest degree. And yeah. that is dishonest, it's poor, or it's at least lazy if you think that it's – and the best way to, to handle it is to go forward even farther than the first person did in the first place. So you would say, well, what would it look like if we over-focused on simple suffering of Christians? You know, then we could figure out what would be overdoing it, because certainly there's a such thing as overdoing it. Can we try to identify what that is? And then we can come back. So you could use racism, any of those things. If somebody says, I know what we need to do, you know, wherever we're at, we're calling people Nazis and punching them, for instance. We're, we're knocking the shit out of people. Of course, it doesn't happen because nobody really believes that or does it, but... As there's out people saying out there, you're punching Nazis and do this kind of thing. And then somebody goes, hang on a second, hang on a second. I don't think we should be punching Nazis. And then they'll say, oh, so you want Nazis to run the country and you don't think it matters. And you think racism, there's no... That's ra- not what Toby's like, of doing, course, that's not what we're saying. That's not what Toby's but what doing. We, but here's what I would suggest. Well, let's go a little farther then. Uh, so what if what would it look like if we killed and tortured Nazis and their families. Would that be going too far? Can we go can we figure out what would be too far so that we can get to the middle, which is what people are actually looking for. So all Toby, yeah, you guys are doing this that. To, all y'all, Toby y'all have basically is, said that churches have this, like what a you're about strategy, to say is not true. Like what you're about a to strategy say is, to keep people not bound. True. Right. That's no, not true. Not, not true. No, you're no, hearing that's that not defensively. What I said. Yeah. You're hearing that defensively. What Toby's yeah. pointing out is I, I because care. of the way I, that I, humans naturally do and develop ignorantly and not self-aware of it, we get into these ditches of overdoing the simple suffering stuff in church, and we need to be aware of it by okay. talking about it, and maybe we can bring it back toward the middle. That's what I hear. I mean, the conversation can end right there because I agree 100% No, with you don't. That. Right, Joey, don't, Joey okay, let me ask you Toby's a question. Point. Joey, do you think that Matt and I don't think that people should have a place to talk about their Jesus suffering? Or that Jesus healed people or like, helped you, people with their like suffering? Like, from, from this conversation, Conversation. I want to make sure we're clear. Do you think that Matt and I, or just me, do you think that I think uh, all church is is just about monetizing suffering? You've said something like that along those lines. Oh, yes. Okay, that's now, not do, what I'm. Do, mean. I, do no, I think no, no, you think no. that? No. Okay, so I don't so think, I don't you think, think that. that. So that's and that, you don't so think that's not true, that. right? So what you must have heard isn't true to you or or whatever. So my point is. No, what for, I heard for was example, you being for, for example, with your words. How, what how I heard about, no, was you being no, dumb you, with your words. You've been dumb with your ears and stupid <laughs> with your ears. Yeah, that's another I, example I, of a bad yeah. behavior is to take somebody's <laughs> obvious exaggeration and hyperbole and then hold them to it as if it was a standard. That's lazy right. or, no. or well, manipulative. If that's one, the case, the then other. why is Toby trying to defend it? No, He's I'm not defending, defending it. it. No, what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is call it out. I'm not defending anything. I'm saying, for example, just with your own church, which I believe in, I think is a good thing. I really appreciate what your church and those folks are doing. I actually think it's a really good thing. I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm excited about it. All those things. Okay. So now if I say something like, uh, so y'all are creating a place where it's the only place you feel comfortable talking about your brokenness. So there's one place that you can go and talk about your brokenness. And you'll say, no, that's not, no, that's not what I'm saying. But it, it underneath implies that idea that church or wherever this is, this is where you can come when you're broken and not your daily life, not work on it and outside of this, not do this. This is the place where you come and you're actually able to say the real bad shit in your life. Now, we all need that. Of course, I'm, I'm pro counseling. I'm pro church helping broken people, but the, the, the only thing that I, I'm saying is that actually does on a little bit say, well, this is where these people get to be themselves and be real. My thing is, if that's the case, then it keeps you coming back to that place as opposed to 
in your full life, figuring out what's really wrong. Are you a victim? Where are you a victim? Where are you not a victim? What responsibility do you have? What was sinned against you? All these things, I think, are things that need to happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I Saturday, alone. Hey, I know you do. I know you do. Those, but what I'm saying is just that idea. Happening. But right, but your implication there was this is a place where people can really say their shit, as meaning they can't anywhere else. It implies that, like they don't get to say it maybe in their marriage, or they don't get to say it at their job, or they no, don't. And so that's not what it implies because I wasn't even talking about. Okay, that. so then, then why did you make why did you why did you make that your big point? No, but why did you make that your big point of your church to eat and we hung out? I, what I said was when we do get together to talk specifically, we do end up talking about bad stuff a lot. I didn't it's say the place it's where the you can only do it. Safe place? No, I didn't. I, Okay. There's people that go right. get you, counseling. You, There's people that, that You're right. meet you did and not hang say out that. with other people. Yeah. You did not say that. I agree. You did not say it's the only place. I'm saying it implies, it feels like I mean, that. Here's and what, that was one of the on. big what things. What you're missing is the fact that people, <laughs> they don't get together and talk about problems. I would say the vast majority of humans. Why not? Then let's figure anywhere. out that problem. That would be exactly. a great problem to figure out. Yes. That would be the and problem think, to figure out. And and oh, is is the church not allowed to figure that out? I don't is, think is it's the focused church? on that. I think it's focused on bringing the broken people in, kind of talking about that brokenness and being there in that. That's so what it feels you like. just so said you, that's the church's focus. So you, that that settles my their, point. It's their breadbasket. It's I mean, definitely their. Yeah. You know, it's definitely it's the thing their that wheelhouse. That, that's why it was really important for you to say that because it feels good. You know that that is a great spot for you and your group, your house church. That wasn't the actually point feel, of what I was saying. What was that, the point? Of what, hold on, a you're turning everything what, that I'm saying. No, no, no turning anything. Point of what you were saying. Yeah. What is your I might have what is the point where you disagree with Toby in your perception? The point of what I was saying is that those sorts of struggles that people are going through always naturally come up because they exist. I wasn't saying anything right. about well, tell me the where climate you think that you we're trying to... No, hold on, Matt. I'm not trying to say anything about the climate that we're trying to offer, that this is the safe place where people talk. My point in what I was saying is that that stuff naturally comes up when people are being open with one mm -hmm. another. Agreed. Because they exist. It sounds like and we're so arguing, but I'm I still saying, can't find anybody that sounds like they disagree with one. Can you tell me where you think you disagree with Toby? And I'd like to, and then I'd like to hear Toby say where he thinks he disagrees with you. Because I just both keep hearing you both say the same stuff that sounds defensive. Yeah, although I, I can't find your disagreement. So what is the I actually? I all right. So here, here's what all this boils down to is I actually think that the three of us probably agree way more than we disagree. But can I, I say am, something too? It's unfair because Joey sounds super emotional and crying. So everybody's gonna side with him. Can I mess up my voice? Ah! I'm gonna mess up my voice. I'm gonna mess up my voice so I can win some listeners. Nobody's gonna wait. You're, once you're again, you're I'm just an asshole, and Pastor cries a lot is winning everybody over. Oh, Fuck sure me, because I'm, I'm an asshole. Toby, sure when is, you but... say that, here's what I want to say to you: is then go get help. If if you've got anger problems, go get help, get counseling, read some books, take some medication or something. I don't. I'm go just get broken. Help. But I like how Toby's solution was to actually destroy his voice, not pretend like, not just half a. Not that is a great idea. Though. Like he was crying, listen, he's like, I have to destroy my voice in order to be listen, real. I, this is where this is where I disagree with Toby. Though is he? Just I just thought I could come here and this is a safe place with my friends. I could share my brokenness. <laughs> listen, if hurting people is the church's bread and butter, I don't think that that is the strategy. In fact, I personally think that churches, for the most part, deep down inside, they feel like their efforts are 100% good in that they're trying to help hurting people. Now, the three of us would all agree 100% that it's not efficient, 
that money is not being spent well to do that kind of stuff. We all agree in, in that regard. But I do not think that churches are getting together in meetings and saying, hey, how can we... Use people's pain to grow our numbers. Joey, you heard me say a few money. minutes ago that nobody thinks that's what's happening. So I'm just—I yeah, don't Toby think that's fair for you to said, say that no. because I'm saying Toby, we don't think what, that. I'm not talking to you, Matt. I'm talking to Toby. Toby, but I haven't said. But I haven't said churches are getting together to grow our numbers to use to use or abuse hurting people. Well, I'll Never use the that. same word that that you Never. use with me. That's what is implied when you talk about churches as hey, they are basically. I mean, you talk about response time. Oh, every time they do response time, they're talking about all these hurting people and you know this and implication and that. does not um, necessarily mean intent. What, what here? Here's my I think point. They're I think we're ignorant good. of the pattern, is what I would right. say. So that's you're what I'm saying. saying. I, I agree. Think we th- implying there's some smoky meeting rooms where they're looking at crunching no. numbers and how the, to take and over. I agree, by but I think that, let me take it one step the big further. Point that I'm trying to make here, though, is that Jesus did talk mostly about I have come to help you sons of bitches that are hurting. Like mm-hmm. that is the main talk of Jesus is that I came to help you. In fact, what did he say on the cross? He said, it is finished. What is finished? A, a relationship can be reconciled between you and God now. And so you don't have to be identified yep. by your pain. Right. And that, that we is agree a with bulk that of what Jesus I don't know if you for. think if that's an, a way to imply that we don't think that's true about Jesus, because certainly we agree about that. So again, I'm still I, looking for the point of disagreement that is causing you to be defensive. Here's where I, can, I, can I say my, well, can what I say do you my mean side? By defensive? What do you mean by defensive, Matt? We're not saying Sorry. that you're angry and hurt and, and mad. That's no, not what we're saying. saying. You're being defensive is what I'm saying. I'm, but you're no, defending, I'm trying to you're round defending out, that. I'm trying to round out this discussion. That doesn't mean I'm defensive. All right, here's what I want to say. My point is the same as a psychic. I think a psychic takes people's money and does not really offer them something in exchange, really. And they do, whether it's uh, for sure they're doing it just to get money or to fool people or whatever. The the I don't. I would say majority of psychics don't think they're trying to hurt people or put them down or make them end up worse when they leave. I think most psychics, just like most people, would love it if their psychic ability were true and made somebody's life actually better. I believe that the same way as I do a pastor. I believe churches uh, believe that they are offering something really amazing and beautiful for the people and the congregation and for those people and to get to see real change. I believe that fully. My point is what... I think that we end up doing is we create a victimhood that keeps people there and there is a focus whether that's intended or it was uh, it, it, whether it was either implied or intended or it was just it just happened and they didn't realize once you do that it makes people want to come back and stay there and just like when you were talking about your church, one of the best things about your church is this is the place where these people, they are hurting, hurting, they are suffering, and this is the place where they get to talk about it. So if I heard that and I'm hurting and suffering, I want to get to your church because, man, at least I got that one place. I'm saying I would hope that the church would also, which I don't think it really focuses on at all, is moving past that and not making the church the centralized place for hope or help or cure or that you could actually be honest and authentic. Like it, that's the thing that that worries me about the church, and because it, it, it does bring up all this suffering that people constantly have. But when you're suffering, you are a victim, and you're and distracted it, from and, uh, and you the are, whole rest of the world, which is a big. And problem. it feels good to stay the victim. If it, it does, I, I know. 
It yeah. feels good when I'm the victim. I get to stay in it. Oh man, people hurt me. God hurt me. Attention. Something hurt me. It's yes. On you. And if it feels uh, it, it feels that emptiness that you have, and the reason you came there in the first place. Now, is the church being just evil and bad and trying to use that to get money? No, but it does lead to that for sure. And that's why, oftentimes, most sermons. If you write down, just everybody do an experiment. Write down exactly what your sermon series are about for the next six months. And let's see the data. And if you want to see the data, it will be very much so about brokenness, hurting, and all that stuff. And but if you're Joey, diminishing that all that all Jesus did was that, and that's all we're supposed to talk about, that I can't agree with. I do not think all Jesus talked about was only brokenness and hurting, and that's what we should talk about too. No, the idea is you can't get out of it. It's going to be real bad. I'm here to save you, me. So let's learn about me, Big JC. That's what. That's my big point. Now, I do want to clarify this. I love what you're doing with your church. I'm glad that there is a place for that. I don't know if we have that yet. I don't know if we have a place where people can meet in homes and be super honest. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing True Man. The True Man events are that. Guys get to say some shit that they've never said before. So I'm, of course, for airing out grievances and talking about suffering and what you've been through and all that stuff. My, my bigger goal, though, is to, that is a component, not the key that is a component of growing closer to Christ. Talking about your brokenness, talking about your pain and all that stuff. That is a component of getting, growing towards Christ, learning about God, figuring out who you are in him and what, that, what his blood means and all those things. That is a component. Your brokenness can't be supreme. That's where I, I land. I, yeah, I definitely agree. Did you find a point where you think you disagree with Toby? Because I just was... You know, that's the only thing I'm trying to find here. Well, see, I I agree with what y'all say in that you shouldn't take extreme comments and basically say, oh, well, here's some exceptions of that. I agree, and I think that's something I've learned from you guys. But that's not what Toby has done when he has talked about this stuff. Now, when what he just said, I agree with 100%. But Toby has said things that... Like what? I've already told you, and you said that you've never said them, so I don't know what's the point in talking about them. <laughs> well, that's you what I'm said saying. That like you've you're, never you're, said them. No, you're saying stuff that I didn't really say, or you, you didn't, have said you didn't that listen, the church tries to keep people in a vulnerable place to where they keep coming back, and the church right, I, does I, not try to do that. Well, they don't. Well, I, wait a minute. How, what are you talking about? The church, though. Like, what is the church? So no church does, or all churches do. Obviously, neither one of those things are true, and this is ridiculous. You don't think that no churches do that, Joey, and Toby doesn't think that every church does that. So again, this becomes very frustrating to me because you're not even we're talking about vague uh, things with no nobody. I, I, well, I think like I think disagree. I see. We can. Find I think I understand what Joey's saying. Yeah, I, I think I understand what Joey's saying. Joey's think from what my words said. I think Matt might have. Got it. Joey might have misunderstood what I said. I am saying that because it does work and it feels good, and when you focus and make brokenness, victimhood key and central to your walk, then it keeps you coming back regardless of if that's your intent. And the implications there are it brings, right, right. Or I don't, I don't, I don't think pa- I, 100%, I believe 99.5, of pastors are trying to work their ass off and get people to know the Lord. Like, why did Jesus come? I'm curious. Okay, what, hang on a second, Joe. Let's stay on this topic for one second, though. Do you think it's possible for a large company, organization, club, or something to act a certain way that its individuals inside it are not aware of? Do you understand? Like, Exxon does this to the environment. Without it meaning that their CEO intends to have this environmental impact. 
You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. The CEO, the CEO's intent is not necessarily to destroy the environment. He may not even realize it was going to happen. Yet, it is a true statement that Exxon, the oil companies, are destroying the environment. Those those sure. things are possible. It's possible for cultures, organizations, corporations to be labeled as this corporation behaves this way without it necessarily describing the intent of any sure. individual leader, member, That's what, or you're, whatever. You're, you're nailing the point. Toby okay. has talked about church's intent. Yes, church's intent, but no individual at the church's intent or knowledge of. It's possible that the lead pastor, next pastor, the top five guys have no clue that they're sending people and keeping people in a ditch of victimhood, yet it's happening. And therefore, you could say the church is doing that, and none of the leadership is even aware that they're doing that at the same time. Correct? Is that possible? Which- which, Which part? Is, Some of it's correct. Yeah, the church isn't aware the church, of it. So yeah. Toby can say that the church keeps people in the ditch of victimhood, and Joey can say none of the leaders are trying to do that, and both yes, statements I can agree be true, yes. correct? I 100% agree with that, yes. Sure. Thus, you two do not disagree psychics. at all. I, I, so, I, yeah, so I think it's yeah. possible that Toby and myself can choose our words a little wiser instead of just having slapping all this on it like, oh, well, I mean, of course Toby doesn't mean such and such. Okay. Well, then Toby and I need to talk a little more correctly. Yeah, by being less defensive would be my my vote on that. Because for, also, you could look at it in gradation of percentages. Toby might think that the church overdoes that by 5% and wants to bring it back. And you may sound like you're hearing Toby say that they intentionally 100% have this other whole thing going. He might Toby may just be bringing up the point that in general, we tend to go that way when we're not paying attention and we should be more vigilant to not breed that type of thinking. Listen, I am trying, I am trying so hard not to think that the capital C church structure all around the world is not worthless, okay? I'm trying really hard. So mm-hmm. that's what that's where all this is <laughs> oh, coming from. You know, if you cry, I'm going to start crying. Y'all That's where that all this is me. coming from, man. I, f- I fucking love you. Don't you know? <laughs> you said it earlier. Job. This is my this is your, occupation. It's your fucking career, and you're fucking amazing at it. I, you're the I, only pastor I fucking know, and I've said that. <laughs> Wait, you, you, uh, you fucked me in the butt. <laughs> Let's move can on. Can we say that? Are we going to have to say whatever you want to. Don't apologize for anything. I'm done apologizing for stuff. I'm preemptively. <laughs> up, you know, I think but, people should get to I've got a good example of that. What do you think about that, Pastor Svensson? <laughs> All right, let's move into that territory. Maybe I don't think that's a bad thing. Where let's 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 go. I got can a I talk video. Can I about that? Your small house scarf church. <laughs> but fuck it. <laughs> can I talk about that at your church? I'm the fucking bad guy here. Hey, let's go to Reva. Reva, what do you think on this topic? Does she have a mic? She does. Reva, what do you think over there? I, I think that. Uh, I think that. So he won't even let you talk. He will not let and, you talk, Reva. And bitches will be bitches. Come on, God! You you almost like won everything, and then you ruin it. At the end. <laughs> let me. I got a video clip that I found that that is. Uh, it's not on the topic we're on, but a, one about being overly careful and not letting things... G- it reminds me of what you're talking about there. I found a clip uh, from Deadspin. Of a, I don't know if okay. y'all saw this or not. It was a little while ago, but it's a hockey coach giving a pregame speech to the teenagers. Have you seen this? No. Okay, so this hockey coach gives this speech to the teenage hockey players in some place, Littleton Hockey Association. So whatever. These kids look like the 13, 14 maybe 15 years old, 
<clears throat> I'll play it for you, but let's just, I'll tell you what has happened to the guy. He's been fired, okay. and the Littleton Hawks have put out a statement, uh, you know, that everybody is so sorry about this, and they truly apologize, and everyone affected by this behavior, we're truly sorry. There's a long apology, but it's for this uh, pregame speech from this coach. Now, I'll set it up just a little bit more. The ki- You can hear the kids laughing in here, keep in mind, and this coach yeah. is just... He's like an assistant coach or screwball. I mean, he's the head coach, I'm sure, but it just seems like he's a young guy. Like, it's not some old <laughs> mean guy. It's just a guy having what seems to be fun uh, being a character. These They obviously have a rapport and everything here, but he's being some kind of character, obviously, before their game and trying to give him a pump-up speech. Thanks for finally playing the clip. I want to see you sticking your hands up these guys' asses and working them <laughs> I have no idea where I'm heading with this. But I want to see you beat up Green Nun! Fuck Green Nun! Fuck the coaches! Fuck their wives! Fuck their friends! I Are the players saying, coach, coach, coach? They're, they're just on, laughing. Man. It's teenage boys laughing at somebody using the F word and saying things that are pseudo I mean, what did he think? He said, put your, I'm going right. to put my hand, I want to see you put your hand up their fucking asses and make them be like puppets. And then he just, I mean, he's, he's almost laughing when he's doing it. It's a caricature of a thing that a coach would do. And now everybody's devastated because, oh. Uh, and, and, you know, I, here's all I think about that is I wish – I think that's cool that stuff like that could happen in behind – it sounds bad, like behind closed doors or in a small little place. It should be okay if it's okay with everybody. I don't think it's making a bunch of people uncomfortable, except for I really – I tell you who the only person I don't like in this video is whoever made the video – that's wrong to me. Like yeah. what he's saying is not wrong to me. It is not wrong. It does not bother me one bit. If it was my kid, I'd be like, well, that's you got away with one there. That's not my favorite. Maybe don't talk that dirty in front of my kid. Maybe. But whoever whatever kid or person filmed that and then leaked it, that's I think immoral. Bad, personally. Don't you? Yeah. Like I, I, because I, yeah, he's I told, I, because I he's trying I to too. say that this is wrong. I, well, I don't they, know the reason. I just don't like rat, you know, tattletale. It's just tattletale well, on something that is not I'm super it's ha- taken I'm, way out of context here, obviously. I'm but. super glad somebody filmed it just so I got to hear it. Oh, no, like, yeah, I'm, I'm think, glad about yeah. that part. Yeah. Like, I think that's cool. That's and true. I don't, like, like there, once again, do you think that that guy's intent is to hurt people and stick their hands no. up people's butts and make puppets of them? No. Or is that just a coach losing his shit, going crazy, and it being funny to the kids? And maybe he took it overboard. Yes. But can we not go overboard can anymore? Not be like, over, can you not ever go I, overboard somewhere? Like, what yeah. could he have toned down a little bit? Would it not been for the one comment? I mean, what? what come on. This is not. This <laughs> is not a fun world. If 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 you had to worry at every moment. 
privately in a closed private thing. I, I'm not right. even talking about locker room. It doesn't matter if it's your house, it doesn't matter if it's the bakery shop, in the kitchen of the restaurant. You should be able to say something sometime that makes people <laughs> laugh, that's funny, that's a caricature, that's okay in that one situation that outside people will not understand. How many times have you ever been on a camping trip? How many times have you ever been anywhere and you're like, man, the outside people wouldn't understand this, but this is pretty fucking cool right now. <laughs> that, that we, do you want a world where I that's agree. not possible? No. I don't want a world where I can't uh, mess up, go too far, take it a little too far, or do something. Like, that's and what I'm nobody saying. Like, else what, can. I mean, it, you want, why, oh, why would you immediately now, why do we have to turn to, wait a minute, what this guy did was really serious. and be- No, it's not really serious. Nobody there watching it thought it was really serious or dangerous or crazy. If they did, you would have seen it and you would have known. But probably, Yo, some, probably some mom <laughs> probably got it. Listen to it again. I want to see you sticking your hands up these guys' asses and working them <laughs> like a fucking puppet. They're all laughing. Hey, y'all, listen to this. When I was in the seventh grade, I was uh, I was on a basketball team. Uh, so this is seventh grade, and we're in a gym. You know, it's not necessarily packed out. There's parents in the stands, and one of our players knew the other coach. It was a parochial school, Catholic school. And he knew the other coach from church, and so we started to uh, we started to win the game. And he was coming towards the bench, and so he said to the opposing coach, "He's just like, uh, sorry, coach, this ain't gonna work out, or something like that." And as loud as he could, he said, "Shut the fuck up, Todd, <laughs> to the coach." And so everybody heard a coach. Yell that to a seventh grader, and he he actually wrote letters to all the parents and everything. But I mean, you have to imagine as middle school boys, we the just best. thought that was not the, the worst best thing, and the not the worst, world. not the most offensive. <laughs> Aren't you glad you have that memory? Violent. Oh, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it's not. That's not the most harmful thing. It's the be- one of the best things you've ever heard. I would suggest. <laughs> I mean, what what I don't get. Yeah, that Yeah, but at all. you you agree though that the right thing for him to have done is to write letters to parents and just say, hey, I'm, I apologize. No, I'm it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm just saying it doesn't matter. He's fired and gone. I mean, he, of course he should apologize no, for, for whatever. I don't care. No, Joey's no, not that guy. guy. No, I'm talking no. about this guy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, gotcha. I'm saying, Well, here's yeah, the thing I about mean, that. I don't really care about thank you letters or apology letters anyway because I don't think they're true. I think yeah, somebody just does it because age. they have to. Like, yeah. it, it, it didn't change anything. It didn't stop anything. Same way Unless they're really sorry. If they're really sorry, yeah, I guess you're right. If they're really sorry and he felt really bad, I don't think, I just don't think he probably I mean, is. What, the only reason he felt bad is because he thought cussing, he had to feel bad. Oh, wait, wait, coaches cussing at teenage boys like not that we're we're past that. That's some stain on our history that we used to do that. I mean, that's no. nonsense, right? <laughs> like, I, I, like what what what's left? No insults to anybody, even jokes. Who, drill sergeants can they still be mean or no? There'll be a day when they can't. Like, yeah, what are we doing? You know, like <laughs> uh, the idea is like if mean or or something that it, it nice is is bad, mm-hmm. except for it, it has been really good and helpful throughout human humankind. Hey, what like, about a father being? It has been helpful. Uh, what about a father being mean Not to being his nice. son? Do what? Matt, do you have a clip for that? Of what? Oh, Joey sent me this clip of this guy making fun of his son, but I think it's he shouldn't which have done it. This one I draw Toby the line at. Which Toby sent to me, by this the way. This is Toby shaming. Sent to me. 
he shouldn't have done this. He's shaming his son publicly and ridicule. Oh, I and love words this. can be yeah. violent. So it's the same as basically child abuse with this next. Right, I'm so, about to play so you a only, clip of child abuse where it's verbal shaming violence of a father against his so son. So the only and anybody the only that likes thing, it should be disgusted with himself. The only hold on, Matt. The only thing the listener needs to know since you don't see it is when he shows you the car, it is a convertible. So the, so the top the mall, is completely right? open. <laughs> My son said something tickled me pink. <laughs> I get out of the car. Now, mind you, this is my son's car. It looks like a 98 Honda Civic Del Everybody Sol. Everybody see that? T-top. Or not T-top convertible. This motherfucker got the top down and the windows down. You know what the fuck he tells me? <laughs> <laughs> he said, lock the door. Fuck <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Look at him walking away. Look at him. And <laughs> hey, that's some bullshit. <laughs> oh, boy. He said a lot to know. Gosh. That is funny. <laughs> that guy's real funny. Anyway, My don't gosh, we want colorful that. people in the world? I mean, give me a break. That's why I feel like you got to, I think you got to just kind of even be careful. I'll tell you what I want you two to be careful of. Don't. Follow my advice here. Don't be careful about what you say. Be careful not to uh, disclaim, apologize, concede, say that. Let's be, try to not do that stuff. Just try to be confident about what you say, and that's okay. And I may be wrong, and I may have gone over the line, but if everybody is too careful, that only leaves brave people to get in trouble. I'm not saying that coach is the bastion of bravery for society or a good guy or anything like that. Not my point. But maybe, just like Toby was saying before, oh, this, you know, you have to apologize, pre apologize it. Do we want to live in a world where everybody's pre apologizing before they say something of substance? Like, how passive is that? That's just, it's starting to drive me crazy. Like, look. If I'm if I'm busted cold for being a horrible person, so be it. But can't I at least have the ability to say that without having to pre-think of who it might offend and who I need to apologize to before I say it? Or how many thousands of interesting and productive things are just never said because what if somebody took it wrong? That's not Matt, good. I wanna I wanna agree with you, but I need money, man. I can't lose all of my income. As in what? I mean, if the I show. Say the wrong thing. Well, I'm just, I'm just telling goes, you guys on the man. show. We are very lucky to get away with what we get away with. Don't, <laughs> don't talk yourself out of it. Just leave right, it, leave over. it be. It's okay. We will be okay. Don't apologize for the shit you say. Just be wrong as often as you feel like it, and you won't know. He won't when you're say wrong. it, but if you go to Joey's house church, please give him some money. <laughs> he won't say it. Bless his heart. He doesn't want it. He doesn't know he doesn't. He needs it, but he's in real trouble. How close are you to saying the wrong thing, Joey? You think? I, th- I agree with you, Matt. The issue is like, if you're like me and misspeak, like I can't even say things to Joey to make Joey, who is my almost, I guess, oldest friend mm-hmm. in a way, understand. It's not a, it's so, not a good tone. It, no Everybody one understands what I'm saying. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I, no one understands what I'm saying, so they just think I'm funny. Hey, look at that big guy being funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, st- don't stop being funny and don't stop being obnoxious and don't stop saying what you think. Toby and every listener out there. If everybody collectively is all careful at the same time, right. that all you're doing is screwing over the, the brave people left. It's not fair. It's not right. 
And give people just a little breath. Maybe you have to work it out. Like even on this, I think Joey and I realized because of Matt, our our mediator, that we agree with each other. We don't even have any differences. Not even didn't even have a disagreement. You just thought you were fighting for causes. You're both fighting for causes. I mean, you're just people, though. Like Deadspin puts this coach on here and says, you know, they, they go ahead and they don't even allow in, they don't note whatsoever in the article or anywhere else that there's joking involved. That there's humor, right. that this is, that they thought, I mean, it's not, it's just like they said, as far as the headline on this goes, this coach went crazy. Like he's unhinged. Like there's something mentally wrong with him. Right. Not he said a joke that was too far or it looks like a foolish idea because somebody's going to tell on him, which is all it is. Like what joke right. have you almost told, not told, or what joke have you told, but I maybe shouldn't have told that. That's all we're talking about. We crucify people for that now. How about this? What 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 if it would have been Will Ferrell doing that? You would have gone, oh, exactly. it's a comedian, That's what he so was doing. I can laugh. That's but, what he was it, doing. He was beating I, Will Ferrell, yelling at him. No, get I know off that, but that's my point. But be, since it's not, so do we have to clarify how you what everybody thinks is humor? Or, or is this really big think? Like, are we all stuck in this? When this is what is funny, this is what is serious. Yes, this is what is this. Don't do go this far. Yes, stop here. That's go, right. You can go to this limp. Like that stuff seems so bland and awful and boring. And like I, I want things to catch. Like the hardest times I've ever laughed in my life are when it was in, inappropriate to laugh because something got me. Of course. And it really made me laugh, and I'm so happy with that. I was, I've been sitting in church before with my brother when I was 11 and laughed so hard that I couldn't stop and got in trouble for it. And that is so amazing that I got to do that. So wonderful that that, that I enjoyed the moment. I got to try to enjoy the moment as humorous, and uh, nobody else would let me, or I would get in trouble. I was something bad or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. If you have to be, if you have to be a poly, hey, I'm going to tell it. Like, imagine you're watching a comedian. He goes, "I'm going to tell a joke now. I just want to make sure I'm not. You're not offended. I want to make sure that you know I don't think this, and you don't think right. this. And here's a statement about it. And I've had it notarized. Now I'm going to tell you a joke. This is a character. This isn't what I actually believe. Here it goes. It's a little less funny, right? I mean, it's, right. obviously that's ridiculous, but you know, people. <laughs> You know, humor is how you get along with people. It's how you identify with people. It's how you uh, have shared experiences when you are all in on a joke. I mean, that that's a good feeling, and you don't want to terrify people away from being able to do it. Here's what I think is super interesting about us is I think we have way higher chances of potentially influencing the church for the better than we do at uh, society in general when it comes to what Matt's talking about right now. Well, like, I, don't, I just think... We're, we're going in a direction we're going very quickly, and I don't think there's much that we can do about it. So I do think there'll be a point in time where pushing the envelope will be career suicide, well, regardless. And then you'll just have to make up your mind whether or not you want to be an indie podcaster or like a mainstream podcast. Do you want to put out that podcast that like 300 people listen to monthly? but they think it's really cool and they wear the t-shirt and they feel super awesome about themselves. Like they discovered this obscure podcast or do you want to bring in the six figures and everybody like you and you say all the right things, you make everybody feel good. This is, it's just a decision that we'll have to eventually. Well, see now we got a worse situation than that right now. Right now we have where people say obnoxious things that they don't believe and act serious about (laughs) it to get clicks and views that are right wing. It's best bullshit too. I mean, that is bullshit <laughs> because it's not true. They don't even believe it. They hype other pe- dumber people than them up on these ideas and pretend and make sure they're attacking the left or whatever it is. And the left is c- obsessed with, like Deadspin here, attack 
calling this guy a bad person, like getting what he deserves. And that that's the nonsense. That's the violent, insidious part where you've harmed a person's reputation. He didn't do anything wrong. The media right. outlet that's very, uh, on the left side trying to name who's be the moral police did. They did an immoral thing by trying to take that. And then on the other hand, you have the right wing people that are trying to pretend like they have these super strong anti-left views. And they, they just whip people up and then they capitalize off that. So what you described yeah. is... Uh, people in that are just true and authentic in the middle but as of now it still pays to be obnoxious and say bad things like it, it pays to to be dishonest about holding a view that you even feel is kind of a crappy view but you'll go ahead and just hold it anyway because it still gets you paid with these people when they get shunned by the media and the left they wind up having giant patreons and getting real big because of the opposite side it's, it's just it's not good the whole thing's you know what? You know what is good though the BC clubbers. That's good. Those those folks. My gosh, they tell the truth. What, they, they? they they tell the truth. They never argue. They never do anything bad. They're beautiful people. They're just wonderful people. Don't you think, Joey? Yeah, I do. I do, man. And here's what's crazy is the work that we're doing through the Bad Christian Podcast. We keep growing. Uh, this little kingdom, Joey. Uh, you guys have to start over, but lean a little harder into your cry voice. That if you have it naturally, yeah. If you can do that, that you, here yeah. For manipulative Use it purposes. Now. All yeah. right, give me, give me the cue, Toby. <clears throat> hey, Joey, can you tell some people about some of the brokenness in the BC Club? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that, but uh, <laughs> I just have to go ahead and admit that it definitely messes me up a little bit. Um, just when I. <laughs> <laughs> when I just think about what these people do for us <laughs> what they do for us oh Jesus oh God <laughs> Father okay. Lord be with him oh Father Jesus God. oh Jesus tell, oh, tell us it, tell us use your voice and now give us some calls to action and details please not okay, just empty well, crying the, the Toby keep the going with the guitar the people that joined the BC Club, what they the did is that the club. It was a very simple process of just going to thebcclub.com. That's on the World the Wide internet, Web. Use the internet. So you just go to that little address bar, you click on it, and it automatically highlights that whole damn address. And you just type in thebcclub.com and you you go immediately to this hub that we're talking about. You're going to have three different choices to choose from. One is the, oh God, what is the very simple bless way? Bless him, Lord, bless him, Lord. You can just go to Amazon and do your shopping through us and we get little kickbacks. I just can't even believe this sometimes. It means diapers. a lot. Support means a lot. There's another link where you can see the people that help make bad Christian happen. It is, it's like... Uh, a brotherhood and and you have girls in there too. <laughs> oh my god. It's like a brotherhood with girls. <laughs> the brotherhood sisterhood. If the there's only a word for like siblings that were female <laughs> that we would <laughs> Well, there it goes. There goes our podcast. <laughs> uh no, but seriously, a lot of these people uh joined us <clears throat> different levels of joining, but here's what everybody has in common. When they join the BC Club, they get an extra episode, which we are about to record an extra episode here within minutes. So we're already loose. 
We're already ready to share some stuff. It's obvious that we all have some brokenness that we need to talk about. Okay, and also there's a Facebook page where you can go hang out with people. But these people joined as Dean Dinstel, Nicholas Hudak, Dallas Verity, Charles E. Lancaster, Mark Marcello, John Matesi, Eric Riddle, (laughs) Colin Iker, David Kroll, and Brian Moss. Very good. All right, thank you, Toby, for that guitar. We get out of here, but everybody make sure you go to thebcclub.com and join what is basically like a brotherhood for chicks and shit. Yeah. (laughs) You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.